Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning. We are so excited to bring you a wonderful guest this morning and a topic that I think will resonate with each and every one of you. As you know, we take up topics that help us thrive, and we also take up topics that hold us back. And we'll talk today to an amazing woman, Kathy Holloway-Hill, who has written a book about (laughs) female betrayal and how to how to surmount some of the issues that come about when there are rivals among women. The book is called Secret Betrayal, How to Heal Female Rivalries. And I have all my questions lined up for you, Kathy, with many more to come as we discuss. <laughs> and and I also hope we can get into at some point how we can do our best to prevent these rivalries from happening in the first place. But let me welcome you, Kathy Holloway Hill. You're welcome. This is such an interesting topic because I think betrayal is hard, but when it happens between women, especially those you trust or maybe whom you've just met, it's bizarre and it surprises me every time. I went to a women's college where we were very collegial. We were civil with one another. There was usually courtesy between us, but I was in a pre-med curriculum and there was, beyond competition, there was sabotage. And I thought that was just bizarre. So talk a bit about what brought you to this point. This is your third book. Brought you to the point to talk about female rivalries, the betrayals, the frenemies, and, and why it happens. Well, well, first of all, Linda, thank you so much for having me on. And I am very passionate about this topic. And when I first began researching for this book, I interviewed so many different women. First of all, it had happened to me so much in my (laughs) life. Oh, yes. And then I started to interview other women to ask them their thoughts and opinion. And as you can see, I don't know if you looked at the cover of the book. Oh, I did. But the int, the foreword for the book is an interview that I conducted with Dr. Maya Angelou. And one of my heroes. And she was actually, I was the last interview that she actually conducted before she passed away. So Mm. it was an honor for me. But she talked a lot about this topic. And it's in the book because it is the forward. I transcribed the radio interview into the forward. So, Mm -hmm. but, but what, what made me want to write this book is because what I was discovering is that it didn't matter what your success level was, this was happening in all walks of life, all ethnicities, all nationalities, no matter what, if you were female, this was happening. Mm -hmm. And I started to see this pattern and, and I have a master's in psychology. So I started doing a ton of research from my old information when I was getting my master's 
and my new information, you know, just from my own experiences and working with individuals when I go into corporations and, and do leadership training, which mm-hmm. is what I do in my, um, my company. And I decided to write this book because I felt like it was something that a lot of females don't really, really recognize that they're doing. So let me ask you. One of the things that I think women do to themselves, because this is a topic that is not only about the other person, it's also about you and yourself and myself. And a a lot of what women do is engage in self-sabotage, negative self-talk, overthinking. And on our sister show- That's my second book. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's book number two. Yeah. That's brought me to this one. Because we do that so much. And let me, let me just talk for a second about that. I want to identify for everyone the top two reasons that I discovered, the top two reasons this happens. Hmm? One, the workplace trying to compete for a spot in the workplace and two, trying to get the attention of males. Interesting. Now, now, let me first talk about the workplace situation. I have to go all the way back to when we were children, girls, mm-hmm. young females. Little girls play together, and they try to create an even playing field, correct? Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a turn. We play jacks. Okay, I know I'm dating myself. Sorry about that. But <laughs> what if we play? Right. Jump rope. Jump rope, hide and seek, whatever the activity was, you with your little friends and all the little girls got an opportunity to have a turn. Mm -hmm. Okay? Well, what happens when little girls grow up and become women and now they're in the workplace, they still have this mindset of an even playing field and they discover all of a sudden it's not. And they quickly go to their instinctive, if you have not discovered what you're on this planet to do, your purpose. Right. I'll get back to that in a second. If they have not done that, they feel like they need to go to this instinctive place to compete. I've got to knock her down in order for me to get ahead. Yep. That's where it comes from in the workplace. it it does and and yet i think it depends on how you approach people too because one of the things that we, as i alluded to a moment ago is if you work on your own self esteem and you know that you are fair and equitable and honest with people and authentic big word authentic yes. sometimes that feels very threatening to other women which shocks me because to me if i prove to you with my words and my actions and they're congruent then there really shouldn't be anything hidden an agenda hidden but i have found that especially in the dc area up here there's a dc speak um it's unique i believe in the country i haven't seen it elsewhere but it's it's an authenticity that can make people do a comparison and they're Problems with themselves can sometimes come out in fear and competition with you. Does that make sense? It it makes absolute sense. And I'm glad you use that word comparison because comparison is an act of violence against oneself. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
It sets us up in our mindset that we need to do something about our authentic being, Mm -hmm. which God has already done. Right. You have your unique gifts. Your purpose is set. Now, you may not know it yet, but it's there. And it's your responsibility to discover it instead of taking so much time and energy and spiritual destruction, trying to tear down, compete with, sabotage, undermine, gossip about, or backstab other women. When we tear each other down, we all lose. That's so true. It is so true. And and I saw this quote that I thought was absolutely wonderful because I think sometimes the comparisons come from the people we surround ourselves with. Yes. And I'm paraphrasing this, but it said, before you diagnose yourself with low self-esteem or depression, please be sure first that you're not just surrounded by, and I'll use a nicer word, jerks. Correct. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I thought that was very important because we are also very self-responsible. So if something isn't going right in a relationship, I'm a, a granted a responsibility holic. I first look to myself, okay, what did I do that caused that? Mm. But over time with practice, you sometimes realize it isn't you at all. It's them. And it, right. And you have to, one, try to get away from that person as much as possible. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who you are, then you're not going to understand how to stop competing. You first have to discover it. Your purpose is your purpose. No one else can do what you can do. Your, you, your gifts are unique. No one else can do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you understand why you were placed on this earth, and if you're walking in your power, mm-hmm. your authenticity, right. you will not be worried about what someone else is going to get, when, what someone else is going to do, what they're going to be, what they're going to have, because you will understand what yours is. Perfectly said. And yet I do believe that social media feeds into this compare and despair mentality do you oh my goodness now <laughs> we only have two minutes till the break influence, I, honey, <laughs> so is social media is only one influence i'm gonna tell you <laughs> another big influence is is the media in and of itself yes especially tv you see all the housewives franchise is a multi-billion right. dollar franchise, and that's what's feeding our young girls. That's what's feeding our women. They're seeing all of this cat fighting, and they think it's normal. It's not. No, and conflict, though, is what draws viewers, which is a really sad state of affairs. But those are sad. done with purposeful conflict. That, that is true. But when you don't know who you are or whose you are, uh-huh. then you're definitely not going to understand your purpose, which is going to drive you to compete with other people because you're going to believe that there's not enough to go around. And there is enough because you're enough. Women learn early in life whether to value or devalue themselves. True. And if they devalue themselves, now they have to tear down others thinking that it's going to build them up, but it doesn't. No, it does not. And I think that's why the prevalence of emotional uh, neglect and abuse, uh, words are very strong and toxic. It is very difficult to get out from under sometimes patterns that we've grown up with or married into. 
your sales. Yes, exactly. And so I think that it is – we have more to talk about and, and we will continue. But I, I do think this comparison element and this compare and despair part in our media and in our discussions with one another, it's really tearing us down. So we will continue our discussion with Kathy Holloway-Hill and Secret Betrayal, How to Heal Female Rivalries, and we'll be back after these short messages. Don't go away. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. CNN reported on a study by the National Center for Health Statistics that found that teenage males were the most frequent consumers of sugary drinks, including sodas, sweetened waters, and energy, sports, and fruit beverages. They guzzle about 252 to 273 calories every day from various drinks. The intake of these sugary drinks has multiplied over the last 30 years. When soda pop was first invented, it was an extravagance that most people had every once in a while. But now it's a daily fixture in American life. And whether they are sold in fast food drive-ups, vending machines, convenience stores, or other venues, sugary drinks are easily accessed. Cutting out these drinks is a vital part of healthy living. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Kathy Hill, and we were talking earlier about, or on the break really, about how do we stop this constant compare and despair, the comparisons, the frenemies, the competition. How do we get a hold of ourselves and not let this happen as frequently and really minimize the toxicity in our lives? Take that one, Kathy. Well, first of all, uh, let me say this. Linda, we live in a microwave society. I really hate to say it that way, but I understand everybody expects instantaneous everything, mm-hmm. instantaneous success, instantaneous love, instantaneous. You're supposed to have that infatuation feeling forever in your marriage. So people <laughs> don't want to wait to allow that love to marinate and grow. So everything is just instantaneous, but that's not the way it works. No. So just like we have to wait on everything, we have to build ourselves up first before we can help anyone else. And I always say there are four questions that you have to reflect upon. And those questions are, where have I been? Why am I here? What can I do? And where am I going? Perfect. If you can ask yourself those four questions and answer them. Right. That is the first step toward discovering your purpose and why you're on this earth. And you've got to get rid of all the toxicity, all the toxic emotions you're still holding on to from the life lessons. Life lessons are blessings. It's to help us learn. It's not to hurt us. It's to help us. 
Well, we learn more through adversity, hard times, challenges, trials, call them what you will. We here's know my, that. But we, we, well, we, yeah, we've been there. So here's my question for you, though. How do you help women become more self-aware? I think people know they need to reflect on those questions, and that's a cool exercise. I'll get to it sometime. But if self-awareness is not built into your DNA on a regular basis to do check-ins with yourself, what do you suggest to women about being constantly self-aware, checking in with themselves, checking that they are authentic? Right. Uh, That's an excellent question. Well, first of all, I am going to ask every female, every woman, every sister who's listening to us, please, please do not spend all of your time and energy and thoughts on what to do about someone else, how to change someone else, how to make them stop. Stop it. Stop it. Focus that energy on you. Go inside yourself and look at what are you holding on to that may need to be purged? Are you still holding on to anger or resentment or envy of something that happened from an experience that, that you may have went through? Did you learn the lesson from that? If you didn't, then ask, not, don't ask yourself, why me? Ask yourself, try me. Mm-hmm. What can I do to get beyond this, this, thing that I'm still holding on to. How can I purge this out? Because all that stuff, it's just like a garden. All the weeds need to be cleared out before you can see, because everything you need to be successful is inside of you. Right. Your purpose for being on this earth, it's inside of you. There's nothing external to you that is going to help you be successful, be happy, and live an authentic life. It's all on the inside. So you've got to go inside and do a lot of self-reflection. And you've got to love who you are. I mean, I, I had a tough time growing up with low self-esteem. I hated my external appearance. I hated it. I'm six feet tall. I was lanky. and You're beautiful. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but I'm a (laughs) work in progress. We all are. Yes, yes. But we've got to go inside, and regardless of what's going on, I had to purge out all that stuff, all the teasing I went through. Uh, Even my family talked about me, so I had to purge all that out to realize that was to make me stronger, better, not bitter. So once I allowed all that to go, and... Learning to love yourself is a process, Linda. It really is a process. Absolutely. Well, and I think women, once you reach over 40, you have gone through some adverse events. You have experienced some heartache. You have grown through it or you've bottled it up. But either way, self-awareness is like cleaning out a closet. It is. Things are messy before they get neat again. And so I think that what I hear people who won't go clean out their closets or who are hanging on to pain and baggage and, you know, trunks of, of emotional baggage is that they don't understand that it isn't instantly gratifying, as you said, and it isn't an instant process. It is a painful process. You will find things Mm -hmm. that you aren't happy with, that choices that you made. But you said something very important earlier. Don't don't look at trying to change other people. No one can change other people. You can only change you 
and your responses to things. So what I'm coming and, back and to if, that if, self. If you, and if you don't transform yourself, right, right. then you're going to transfer those toxic emotions to others. And that's why women undermine and sabotage because they're, they haven't transformed themselves. So they're now they're transferring all of that toxicity to others. Well, we did a show on dynamic women about adult mean girls. I mean, yes. it, it, it absolutely occurs. So I'll bring you to the point about you're most influenced by the five people you're most around. Have you noticed that um, some people surround themselves with negativity and naysayers? Yes. Um, people who are not grateful for anything. Yes. Um, that kind of thing. And yet, until someone points it out, they may not have realized it or known what it feels like. And I know you're a psychologist, so tell me what that feels like if you were talking to one of your clients. Uh, it, it feels like – it feels horrible. So I'll, I'll just say in, in simple terms, it feels horrible. Mm-hmm. But you are what you think and you are who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. If you're always around toxic, negative people who see the glass half empty, then you are going to be toxic and negative and see the glass half empty. If mm-hmm. you're always around sisters or women who are finding fault with others, then you are going to find fault with others. Mm-hmm. You've got to surround yourself with the type of people that you want to be. You know, I always tell women who say, oh, I'm looking for someone to complete me. Oh, dear. That's one of my finding, most loathed I keep, statements. I, I keep finding people who deplete me instead. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, you're trying to find someone to complete you, but you're finding people that deplete you. Well, well done. your treatment of Others is a self-reflection of what's inside of you. So you need to change what's inside of you because you're going to attract to yourself the kind of person that you are on the inside. Okay, I'm going to give you a devil's advocate thing because I'm guilty of this in the past is I didn't realize until I looked back on patterns that I was a rescuer. I saw the good in people, even if they didn't see the good in themselves. And in many cases, that worked very well. I was able to draw them up. We built on one another. It was wonderful. But in some cases, they were miserable in their unhappiness. They were perfectly okay with it. And that was toxic to me. So when I asked you about the feeling, what I felt and feel if I'm around people who deplete me is drained and once I, you know, clued into this, I rid myself of those people. I made a promise to myself yes. years ago that I would only surround myself with people who inflated me, lifted me up. Exactly. And what a difference that what made. A difference. Absolutely. But you had to learn that, Linda. I sure you did. You said you reflected on that and you discovered that. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. No, people never figure it out. They never discover it. So they just continue in this cycle of trying to rescue people, trying to be that one that, oh, I'm going to take a broken person and I'm going to fix them again. You cannot change or fix other people. No, but you can influence them. You can influence them if they want to be influenced. There you go. You have to work with the willing. And and so I don't regret some of those forays into helping others, because I do think one of the ways we help ourselves 
is by helping others and discover our purpose that way. Yes. Never regret the things that helped you to discover, learn, or grow. Absolutely. Never regret that. So let's talk a little bit about judgment because I think judgment is something that I, I work very hard not to judge. I will discern certain things that I want to be around, but judging is, we're in a judging society and it is very difficult if you are prejudged based on things you don't even know. What do they say? If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a ladder, it will always fail. Well, isn't that sort of the same thing when a woman is in rivalry with you and you don't even know what you're being compared against? Well, first of all, I always I have this workshop that I do. It's called Who Owns Your Identity? Mm -hmm. So are you going to allow other people who are judging you to own your identity? (laughs) Is that what defines you? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to ask yourself these questions. Is that what defines you? Right. Someone else's opinion of you, someone else's judgment of you. Does the media define you because you don't look like the images that these advertisers that want you to buy their product, you mm-hmm. don't look like the models that they use. So does that mean you're not worthy? Does that mean that, that, that you're ugly? Does that mean that you're not as good as they are? No, but you have to determine I own my identity. Mm -hmm. I determine how I feel about myself. I determine my self-worth. I don't wait for someone else to validate me. Right. I validate me. I don't need external stuff or other people. It comes from within. And did you discover that all on your own? Because some people will be saying to themselves right now, well, okay, well, she's got it all. She's got it all together. I don't know where to start. Where do you tell them to start? You know what? That's a whole nother show. If they <laughs> need to talk about do all that. of the challenges that I've been through in my life from childhood, being five years old, being talked about by my grandmother, called names, you're ugly, you look like a monkey because they were Caucasian looking and I wasn't and, and, and being in a 20 year abusive marriage, I could go on and on and on and on and on. It's a choice. There you go. Everything in life is a choice. I made the choice to stop it. Stop it, Kathy. No one else can define you. That, that was on me. I was tired. I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Sick and tired. And I'm so grateful you said that because I, There are people who make excuses and they whinge about things and they continue in their pattern. The only way to change your life is to change your choices. And, you know, you'll you'll make some good ones, you'll make some not so good ones. But the beauty of it is you always can make another one. Mm -hmm. So I am so delighted to continue this conversation. Unfortunately, we have to take a quick break. Then we come back. I would love if we could talk about how... The fear base that we often live in, whether the fears are founded or unfounded, often guide our choices. And that's a tough topic, but I'll give you the break to think about it. We'll be back after this short message. We're talking with Kathy Holloway-Hill, and we'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. 
was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hog-a-ma-dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The American Cancer Society tells us that over 49,000 Americans will die from colorectal cancer this year. Colorectal cancer is the third most common cancer found in men and women in the U.S. Overall, the lifetime risk of developing colorectal cancer is about 1 in 20. One of the culprits is red meat. Prevention Magazine reports that red and processed meats can be harmful because of the carcinogens that can form when meat is grilled, smoked, or cured, or when preservatives such as nitrates are added. Having small servings of pork, beef, or lamb now and then is no big deal, but consuming more than 18 ounces of red meat per week increases your risk. Exercise and diet are important parts in the prevention of colorectal cancer. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back. We are talking now about fear. And fear and love are usually the drivers behind our behavior. And I think so many times when people behave badly, there is fear behind whatever is driving their behavior. But if you don't take the time to stop and look at it, your behavior drives you. And then you go back and you're self-recriminating. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? That was ugly. But we're not a really good society of coming back and saying, you know, I'm really sorry. I screwed up. So we get into this spiral with fears and then chagrin about our fears if, if, if we even recognize what they're about. Because I think some people don't know what their fears are. Talk about what you've seen and researched with fears guiding behavior. Uh, and that's an excellent question again, Linda, and I'm absolutely loving this, this discussion, by the way. Me too. But let me just say this. This, this is my acronym for fear. Fear is failure expected and received. Mm. Fear is nothing more than thinking you're going to fail. That's where fear comes from. Everyone wants to be successful at something. Right. Whether it's a love relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's it's getting along with with your friends, whether whatever it is, they want to succeed at it mm-hmm. and they are afraid that they may not. So they are driven by this fear of being accepted, this fear of being validated, this fear of being rejected. It's so many things that drive the fear. Mm-hmm. But the fear of not succeeding at whatever this thing is, is, 
is you're right. It drives a lot of people versus them walking in their power, mm-hmm. not realizing they have the power, first of all, but it is inside. Good point. You. Right. It's there. That power is there. And when you can realize that power is there, then you can start building upon it and make it grow. And the fear will dissipate. I promise you, the fear will start to back down when you stop feeding the fear. Because whatever you feed will grow. We feed that fear. Right. And I think that fear becomes a companion. Yes. And and we should not ignore those who do live in real fear or have been part of emotionally abusive things where fear was definitely cultivated in them. And, that, and that's a whole nother topic because it could be it PTSD. Is. Oh, it yeah. Be, maybe you've been in the military and you were fought. You fought in the war that PTSD is real. Absolutely. We, we are not discounting that because it's out there. But we're talking about. Just simple fear of life, just fear of the emotions that come with rejection, the emotions that come with abusive marriages, abusive relationships, whether they're psychologically abusive, verbally, emotionally, or physical, those type of fears are just the plain fear of of not getting the job. You know, it's funny. There's a, a, a study that has been done on worry and the waste of worry. Yes. And it. It's three hours a week. We worry about things that do not happen. Right. And I'm guessing that fears fall into that, you know, category each month, each week. And fears, we, we again come back to choices because we have a, a choice to look at those fears fearlessly, if you don't mind my using that. And, and, and we will gain from that. But how do we encourage women to take a look? How do we support our fellow sisters by pointing out a pattern perhaps that they may not have seen? I've been grateful to those who've said, you know, I've noticed that this happens. Have you thought about, you know, gentle, kind ways to redirect? Well, first of all, please understand We've all been through struggles. Mm-hmm. There's not a person on this planet that's where they currently are today in a successful role, in a satisfactory role. Mm-hmm. In, they're content. They have joy. They have peace. Right. They've been through something. Don't allow your struggles to become your shackles. Ooh, I like that. Please allow your struggles to be what they are, the lessons that life brings to you. Mm -hmm. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we learn to love ourselves. That's how we learn to love others. That's when we can start helping other people, when we can help ourselves and the fear is, of course, there's going to always be some, some, some things that we think that, well, am I sure? Maybe, <laughs> but if we have done that self-work, that's what I, I right. like to call self-work, self-discovery work, right. then we will be able to manage those fears when they come in. We will be able to manage that self-talk, manage those, well, I'll never be able to, well, I can't do this. You're doing Oof. that to yourself. Positive well, affirmations, positive right. self-talk. It's, it's energy. When you put those thoughts, that thoughts are consist of energy, and you're drawing that negative, toxic energy to you. Which is not 
what most people wish to do. And you can turn that around by being more self-aware, by making better choices, and by looking at your fears right in the eye. Because often they disappear like vapor. If you look at them and you you say, well, what was I afraid of? That was really not worthy of energy. A lot of times, Linda, I've read that People are afraid of success because Mm -hmm. they are afraid that they may not be able to keep it. Right. So that's another. And women, especially they, they, if they, if they are very successful, they suddenly feel like, well, this could disappear. I feel like a fraud. And that's a very common feeling among some of the most successful women you'll ever meet. And that's because they are living in the superficial aspect of their success. Right. They're not living from the inside out. If and that's very your important. Gift, your gift and you are walking in your power and your purpose, whether you switch careers, move around, something, the door closes, another door will open because you're walking in your power and your purpose. And if God knows what he's doing, he's not going to take something away and not replace it with, with what else you're supposed to move to the next level in, in some other capacity. Not only that, but I forget the high number of times it is in the Bible, but do not fear. Be not afraid. Exactly. We are constantly told that we are enough. We just don't often believe it. That's right. That's right. And it also says in the Bible, where there's no vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. You must have a vision for yourself. You must be able to visualize the success that you want in your life. Don't worry about, is it, are, are they going to validate me? Are they going to give me the job? Visualize, <laughs> see it in your mind's eye. Talk that positive talk to yourself. I am worthy. I am beautiful. And then let me just say something about an affirmation. I know everyone's heard that word. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people do it incorrectly. An affirmation is a in the moment statement. It's not a in the future statement. I mm-hmm. am, I do, I have. Mm-hmm. Not I will be one day. That's not an a, a, a correct affirmation. I am, I do, I have. I am beautiful. I am successful. Regardless of whether you're there or not. Right. I am beautiful. I am. And you draw that to you. And the fear, I promise you, the fear will start to go away. I told you a little bit about my story. There's so much more, but I won't go into that. I've been here. I've done this. I have been in the lowest pits of hell in my life. Mm-hmm. Wanting to commit suicide. I, I can't say that I'm surprised. I work closely with the military, what you mentioned earlier about PTSD. Trauma is trauma. Whether it is combat, whether it is rape, whether it is a horrible car accident, whether it is abuse. Exactly. And so, you know, there's, there's a rare person who has not been affected by trauma sometime in their life, emotional, physical, or both. And I think that one of the things I, I do take from Disney's movie, I forget which one it is, is to constantly have courage and be kind. That's I right. think kindness is so rare in our society these days. And yet it I practice is. it on a daily basis because I have found the more I practice it, the more I get it back. Yes. And and that's exactly what I'm saying. What you put out 
is going to come back tenfold. Mm -hmm. So if you're kind to someone who's not kind, let it go. Move on to the next person. Right. Because you keep doing you. You keep being on your identity. You Mm -hmm. keep doing the things that you know are you. Surround yourself with people who do the same thing. Surround yourself. When you're down, I can lift you. When I'm down, you can lift me. That's how it's supposed to be, Linda. We're supposed to elevate and empower and inspire and and lift each other as sisters, as individuals. I keep a list of quotes on my smartphone that are these positive thoughts by brilliant women, Maya Angela among them. And I think... That, you know, we do have it in our power to, if, if we're feeling low, we can put these quotes, affirmations, um, visions that we want to be. And it's in our hands. Again, these are choices we make. And sure, we're going to get knocked down. Everybody's going through something. There's no one that is immune from life itself. So I, I just think that when you talk about fear like this, it's so helpful Any further, we have a break in about a minute and a half. So how not to let fear drive you? Yes, exactly. Because I believe that a a lot of fear for ladies is because society teaches ladies, women, that you need to get married and have a family. So when they don't have a significant other, then all the loneliness sets in. And loneliness loneliness Mm. is not the absence of affection. It's the absence of direction. So if you have the right direction in your life and you know what you want and you know how to do the positive affirmations and the self-talk, then you will be able to pull up out of that lonely state because you've got to love yourself. If you don't want to be around you, why would you think someone else wants to be around you? Amen. Here's a quote I'll give you. When we focus on our gratitude, the tide of disappointment goes out and the tide of love rushes in. That's Kristen Armstrong. Love yeah, we, I do too. And I, I, those are the kinds of things that I keep on my phone and reference whenever I need a little boost mentally, morally, emotionally. And I think we have the power within us yes, to we do. face away the fears and to be positive and surround ourselves with the people and make those good choices. We have the last break coming up and we will continue talking with Kathy Holloway Hill and her brilliant wisdom that she's passing on to us today. Don't go away. We're not done yet. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's words you never heard. Recently, I was out having dinner in a restaurant with my family, when suddenly, for no apparent reason, the hostess started to lecture us about our behavior. She made us feel like real ninny hammers, even though we hadn't done anything. Nevertheless, our hostess was sanctimonious as a cockalorum. That's an old Dutch word meaning someone who crows a lot. She must have been born a smell fungus. That's a person who loves to find fault with others. I really wanted to say something, but the old adage came to mind. Don't insult the alligator until after you've crossed the river. Once I went out with a group of people for sandwiches and coffee, when one person said to the waiter, make sure my coffee is in a clean cup. When the waiter returned, he asked, okay, which one of you gets the clean cup? It's 
I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. It's words you never heard. Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids as dogs love it, too. Last night, I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back. On the break, we were talking about corporate America, uh, which Kathy was in for quite some time. And we also brought it around. We talk a lot during these breaks and get a lot covered, by the way. I wish you could hear the breaks. We came around to entrepreneurship because we know many of our listeners run small, medium, large businesses, um, are in corporate America, are juggling many roles, wear many hats. And let's talk about how we how we manage those rivalries, how we perhaps prevent them, how we heal them. That's what your book is about. And let's talk further about it. Yes. Well, first of all, I've got to get this out because I, I think this is the catalyst for so many of, I don't want to say failures, but, you know, failure is, is something that we absolutely have to experience in life because that's what gives us the lessons that we need to learn uh-huh. so that we can grow. Right. But one thing that I, I'm asking you is when you start your business, please do not start the business because someone told you, oh, this is lucrative and this is going to. And I see this a lot in the multi-level marketing. Right. Networking. Do not yes. chase paper, chase purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. You cannot do that. You cannot keep jumping from thing to thing to thing thinking you're going to make money. If you walk in your purpose, stick with what it is you were put on this earth to do. Again, I know I've said that many times throughout this interview, but you've got to know what you're passionate about and you've got to follow that. Follow your passions because they do know the way. I promise you. They will well, take the doors the open. Right the doors will open when you're going right. in the right direction. Right. And, and even when you try and veer off that path, as I tried to do one time, I, I work with a lot of very wounded, wounded warriors, their caregivers who, who lead some very limited lives sometimes. Yes. And I, I kept saying, well, I'm not making a difference. How can I make this happen? And every single time I was pointed back to that. And so I, to this day, continue because that's what I was put here to do and to talk about people. But tell me this, talk about when you are in business and there are toxic people. One of the Maya, Maya Angelou quotes that I absolutely adore is never make someone a priority when all you are to them is an option. How do you feel about that? Ooh, I love it. 
I absolutely love it. Me too. You've, you were given instincts, intuition, gut <laughs> feel. That is your higher power speaking to you. Have you ever heard someone say something told me, but Linda, instead of them listening to that something, they go and ask everyone in their network and circle about their situation. True. Why get advice about something that is already inside of you that's trying to speak to you and you're ignoring it? Your inner voice has all the answers to life's questions. Listen to it. Listen to that something, as you say, something told me. Right. Then listen to that something. One of the other things that has always been very important to me, I'd love your viewpoint on, is this is a very busy, chaotic world. Yes. But it is so essentially important to be still. Oh. Otherwise, you can't hear. Oh. I know, Psalm 4610. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever noticed, and, and, and I just did this, uh, this just came to me one day in, in my, my quiet moment. The letters in the word silent. Okay. Are the same letters that are in the word listen. I have not noticed that. That is very interesting. Now, there's a reason for that. Because just as I stated a few minutes ago, we don't listen to that inner voice because we can't be silent. I'm being silent. And it's uncomfortable, isn't it? It is. I was just going to say that for some people, it's very uncomfortable and people talk into the silence. You know, it's one of those negotiating tactics kind of things. But I but I really mean it when I say people don't take time to be quiet, to be right. with themselves. Um, sometimes they don't want that's, to. That's critical. That's it, critical. Yes. But sometimes it just feels too painful. And some people aren't willing to do that yet. You know my, what? I, I'm, my I'm guess gonna, is they will eventually. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm really excited, and I, and I, I don't mean to, you know, talk over you, but nope, I'm really do. excited. But I always say that our power, our value, mm-hmm. is inside of us. We have a diamond that's on the inside of us, mm-hmm. and you know, diamonds are created from pressure, right? Of course. So if you know that you have a diamond inside of you, and I promise you, you do, you just have to discover that and believe that and realize that. We've given you tons of things to think about through the, throughout this interview. So you have all the tools you need, and you're going to get the website, my website, if you want to order my second book. that It's called Lies, Love, and Life. It talks about your thoughts and how you Stop thinking certain things and focus on other things. There are so many things you can do in that book. There are so many exercises, but the current book, Secret Betrayal, is how you're going to be able to help other women and yourself Mm -hmm. live more authentic lives and stop competing with others. Walk in your power. Stop trying to undermine everyone else's when you walk in yours you will find the success the joy the love the happiness the peace that everybody looks for i promise you. i'm going to give your website and correct me if i'm wrong but it is c holloway 
H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y, hill.com. And it is phenomenal there. She has three books. The third one is called Emotional Bailout. Second was Lies, Love, and Life. And Secret Betrayal, How to Heal Female Rivalries is the current book. And I think you can hear there is so much wisdom that is poured out in this book. And her writing is just like her speaking. It's inspirational. It's energized. And it's warm and accessible. I think sometimes people can't get their messages across because they're putting up a wall between them and their listeners or readers. You don't do that. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I, I, I know we are, you know, don't have a whole lot of time left, but I just, I just want ladies to love each other, but first you have to love yourself Mm -hmm. and don't put off, stop delaying, stop procrastinating. If you're convinced that someday is going to be your best day, then you won't put enough into today. Your future is now, so stop wishing and start walking. Love it. Also think about going back to your analogy before that you have a light inside. Yes. I find that the people I want to be around the most are those who are lit from within. And it shows on the outside. Those are people, they're comfortable with themselves. And those are the people I want to be around. Would you agree? Well, well, those are the people you're actually, if if you get it, if you, and you've worked on yourself, you're drawn to those people. Right. Their light and their power and that inner, inner brilliance and that inner diamond, it shines so Mm -hmm. much that you're drawn to them. The only people who will judge someone like that, who has that bright light that shines, they are intimidated, they're afraid of it because they don't know what it's about. It's they fear don't again. understand it. They don't right. understand it. Well, and it's the fear because I think they know yes. it's inside yes. them, yes. but they haven't removed the fear cloak Correct. to to let the light shine. You know, Amen. there's that wonderful little song, you know, let your light shine. And I That's think that right. if more of us let our light shine, I think that the world would be a kinder, gentler place and right. it would be a warmer, more encompassing society. I, I would love to see that. And I think we can all do our part. Would you agree? We can all do our part to Absolutely. be kind, warm and welcoming to others. And let's, let's stop these female rivalries before they start. Anything else you'd like to add before we end today? Well, I, you, (laughs) Y-O-U. Okay. Think about that word. It's an acronym. Okay. Your own uniqueness. Oh, it's on my website. It's my mantra. Everyone is unique. There's no need to compete and there's no need to hate because you are one in a million. There's no one else like you. God created you. So please live in your authentic self, your own uniqueness. Remember that. I love that. Uh, it was only last week uh, I said to someone, you're unique. And they said back, that means I'm weird. I no, said, it no, it doesn't. It means you're one of a kind. And you were born to stand out. You weren't born to fit in. Exactly. And I, I thought that was really interesting. So you, your own uniqueness. Yes. In other words, own it. Own it. Walk in it. Walk in your power. Let's give that website again. C 
Holloway. Holloway is spelled just like you would think. H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y Hill. Dot com. Yes. See HollowayHill.com. And I'll also post the book link in the show notes for this show when we publish it. But, you know, I can't thank you enough, Kathy. I think that these kinds of points about the interactions between good women can Absolutely. only be made better by the wisdom that you have shared today. Female rivalries, rivalries of their own can sometimes boost us over a hurdle, etc. But rivalries for rivalry's sake are a and, waste and, of energy. And Linda, you know, we are the mother of mankind. We give I, life to people. We yes, could we do. do so much. We're such powerful beings. When we unite and come together, magic happens. And will continue to happen. But we just have to make sure that our message is heard and that we do act authentically. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Please look up seehollowayhill.com and her book, Secret Betrayal, How to Heal Female Rivalries. Kathy, thank you for your wisdom and time thank today. Thank you. So welcome. I mean, we are here to help women thrive and to flourish over 40. And I think that the information imparted today is going to help you. You can find out more information at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. And we look forward to sharing more interesting people and concepts and wonderful life stories with you. Stay tuned for more. Again, that's wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Thank you, Kathy Holloway-Hill. Thank you. Most welcome. Make it a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.